Hello, welcome to Stories for Wonderful Children. I'm Dan Wendelin, your host and storyteller. For years, I improvised a new bedtime story for my children every night. Now, we would like to share the recordings of the best of those stories with you. I hope you enjoy my stories for wonderful children. This particular morning, Juanella was lying in her bed with her head resting on her pink pillow, with her dog, Pink, curled up on one side of her, and her cat. No. No, her dog, Blue, curled up on one side of her, and her cat, Pink, curled up on the other side of her. And. Your names aren't Pink and Blue. They are actually. They are also pink and blue, but their names are also pink and blue. On this particular morning, Juanella was just enjoying the last few minutes of warmth under her covers. She knew she was very likely to be very cold for the rest of the day, because this was the day that she was going to the North Pole to check on Santa Claus and make sure that everything was fine since she had caught a goblin in her backyard who had said that a frost fairy named Frostbite was up to something at the North Pole. Finally, though, she decided she'd better get started if she were going to get anything accomplished that day. So she got up and dressed in her warmest clothes and went downstairs for breakfast. Her mommy looked at her and said, Wow, I said, Wow, are you cold? Not yet, said Ronella, but I'm going to the North Pole today on the Catspaw Highway. Oh, said her mommy, that would explain it. Her daddy came down to breakfast and they chatted for a few minutes. He was going to work that day, but he was interested about hearing her plans at the North Pole. Um, where does Ronella's daddy work? He works at his office. I like, she means like where is What his, does he do specifically? That is an excellent question. Like, what is his job? What is his job? Yes. Can you ask, can you ask the story fairies? Yes, I will ask the story fairies and perhaps tomorrow night I can tell a story about Winella's daddy. But right now I'd like to work on this story before you tell me anything about what you like or don't like, okay? You can tell me after we're finished. Juanella finished up her breakfast, went and got her heavy coat, and went outside the backyard. She got onto the Cat's Paw Highway and was about to start turning around when Joey flew down. He said, he wants, where are you going, Juanella? And she told him she was going to the North Pole to check on Santa Claus. Do you need my help? said Joey. I don't think so, said Vanilla. The cat's paw highway goes straight to Santa Claus's workshop. And so I don't think I'll be in any sort of danger. But you can come along if you want to. No, that's okay, Joey said, shaking his head. I was going to come if you needed me, but I prefer to stay warm. I'll stay here and just uh, 
preen my feathers on the warm roof. Okay, said Vanella. She turned around three times, saying, Cat's Paw Highway, Cat's Paw Highway, Cat's Paw Highway, take me where I want to go. And then she was going very fast. And then it was very cold, and she turned around, and she saw that she was standing in the middle of Santa's workshop. There were buildings all around her. She knew immediately that something was not right. Every other time that she'd been to Santa's workshop, it was very busy. Lights on in all the windows, elves running here and there, clankings and clatterings and hammerings as toys were built and sleighs were tuned and reindeer were fed. But now it was very quiet. There were not many lights on in any of the windows. There was a cold whistling sound of the wind. Juanella hopped off the cat's paw highway and stood for a moment thinking. She thought at first that maybe she ought to go back and get someone to come with her, like Flibbertigibbet or Macera Figment or Flipflop. But then she decided that first she was going to poke around a little bit and see if she could find out what had happened and what the problem was so that she knew whether she needed help or not. She walked to the closest building, which was the sleigh garage. Both of the sleigh, Santa's main sleighs were there in the garage, but there were no elf mechanics tending them or working on them or painting them or futzing over them. Then Winella turned and walked towards Santa's house itself. She figured that if anyone was still here and had escaped whatever had happened, it must be Santa himself. She approached the door of the house, and as she did, she began to get a strange feeling of being worried and a little scared. And the closer she got to the house, the more she thought that maybe she really ought to turn around and go away. But then she noticed there was a strange sort of green and red shimmering to the air, and she thought, oh, there is some sort of Christmas magic at work here, making me want to go away. And as soon as she realized that, her sense of fear mostly went away. She put her hand on the door. It was locked. That was when she knew for the first time that something really was wrong. And all the time she had visited Santa's house, the door had never, ever been locked. She put her hand on the big brass knocker and knocked. She heard a voice from inside. Who's there? It's me, Santa. It's Winella. The door opened, and Santa stood there looking at her. He said, Ho, ho. So, I'm glad to see you. Come in. Winella stepped inside. She looked around. There was no one else in the house except Santa, although she could hear someone moving back in the kitchen. What's happened, Santa? I came because I heard that there was a frost fairy named Frostbite who was up to something. Ho, oh, oh, ho, said Santa. I'll say he's up to something. Yes, Frostbite uh, somehow got hold of some sort of frost magic that lured all my elves away. 
they left like they were in some sort of trance and just followed that frost fairy out into the snow. I used all the best Christmas magic that I knew, but I wasn't ready for him, and they were all mostly gone before I could even try to stop him. Oh, said Vanilla. This is bad. Yeah, it's bad, said Santa Claus. I'm getting hardly any work done without the elves around to help. There's no way I'm going to be ready in time for Christmas. Do you have any idea what happened to them? Oh, yeah, I know what happened to them, said Santa. I've been working on it since they left. Frostbite got a hold of the magic fairy flute. And when you play it, fairy creatures like elves just have to follow you. Oh, said Anella. She said, so why is he trying to steal your elves? Well, said Santa, as near as I can guess, he wanted to get rid of the elves because he's planning on coming back and taking the Christmas wish. The Christmas wish? You mean the source of all your Christmas powers? Yeah, said Santa. If Frostbite could get a hold of that, he thinks he could probably be the most powerful Frost Fairy ever. <laughs> ho, 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 ho. What he doesn't know is that no one with evil intentions can use the Christmas wish. So it wouldn't do him any good anyway. Have you told him that, said Renoa? Tried to, said Santa. He just thinks I'm coming to get my elves back. Well, I can't get close to his ice fortress. Well, said Renoa, I have some practice dealing with frost fairies. Perhaps I could help. Oh, oh, oh. I was hoping you'd say that, said Santa. Here. He handed her his bag. He said, I've filled this with all my most useful Christmas toys. They might come in handy. Thanks, said Renella. Can I borrow a sleigh and a couple of reindeer? The reindeer are still here, aren't they? Oh, 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 of course they're still here. Reindeer would follow a silly flute. They know what they follow. They follow Rudolph's red nose. So I just held on to Rudolph and, and the rest of the reindeer stayed with him. Okay, so she took the bag, and she went out to the sleigh garage. Santa helped her harness Donner and Blitzen and Vixen and Cupid to one of the sleighs, and they took off. Santa had given her instructions, and she followed them, and soon she saw down below the sled a great ice fortress with high walls and a shimmering shield of fairy magic over it. Well, I guess that'll keep us from landing, said Renella. Why don't you land on that cliff just behind it? Vixen sort of shook her, her antlered head, and the sleigh came down to land. Now then, said Renella, she shouldered the back. Every ice fortress that I've ever encountered always has a back door, usually some, through some sort of ice cave. This is the only hill nearby, so it must be somewhere around here. She looked around. She thought she saw a strange sort of indent in the snow halfway down the hill. And the other thing that always happens, she says, there are always goblins guarding the ice cave. Maybe Santa has a trick for that. She reached into the bag Santa had given her, and she took out a pair of glasses. It said heat glasses. She put them on, and when she looked through them, she could see some bright orange shapes 
Oh, it senses their body heat. They're hiding under the snow. Well, then. She stuck her arm in the bag and felt around several things. She pulled out a package. When she pulled it out, it said snowman disguise. Well, she shrugged. This might work. Goblins aren't that bright. She opened it up. When she opened it up, it had a silk hat in it. She took it out and put it on her head, and then she picked up the mirror that came with the snowman costume. When she looked at herself in the mirror, she could see a snowman looking back at her with stick arms and a carrot nose and everything. Picking up the bag, holding the silk hat firmly on her head, she walked down the hill towards the ice cave. She was about ten steps away from the ice cave when two goblins popped up, holding icicles, and said, Stop! Who goes there? And Rana said, It's me, Frosty the Snowman. I'm just coming back to my ice cave. The goblins looked at each other. They said, Frosty? The other goblin said, Yeah, you know, like in the song. Manila started humming the song. <laughs> the goblins looked confused for a second. The one of them said, Well, you didn't say anything about keeping out snowmen. All right, you can go by. Manila said, Thanks, and walked on by humming. <laughs> then she was into the cave and rushing along. She passed several other goblins who briefly stared at the snowman rushing by them, but did not stop her. Uh, she was in the ice fortress itself. Most frost fairy ice fortresses follow pretty much the same pattern and layout of rooms, so it didn't take Winella long at all to reach Frostbite's throne room. She peeked in and saw the flute, the golden flute, sitting on a little stand next to Frostbite's throne. Frostbite was busy talking to some of the goblins about their plans to break into Santa's house and steal the Christmas witch, so he did not see her. She saw, however, that the flute was very well guarded. Then she went down to the dungeon, and she heard the sound of elf voices in there. She also heard the sound of goblin guards. She thought that it was time to reach into the bag again. So she reached into the bag and pulled out something. It was a box, and... The box did not have a label on it that said what it was. It just said, for use in case of emergency. She opened it up, and it was a fire extinguisher. A fire extinguisher, thought Winella? What do I do with this? Then she thought for a minute, and she went, ah. She made sure that her snowman costume hat was still firmly on her head, and then she began running down the hall. The goblins heard footsteps they said, stop. But before they could finish saying stop, Winella started spraying the fire extinguisher, and all this white foam came rushing out of it. And Winella said, I'm the crazy snowman. Run from my blizzard. And the goblins, thinking that there was a blizzard coming towards them because of all the white foam coming out of the fire extinguisher, turned and ran. They ran away without picking up their keys. And Winella got the keys out, and she ran down the hall. She threw the keys into the first cell of elves that she could see and continued chasing the goblins on down the hall. She could hear doors clanking behind her. The goblins were still running from her, but then the fire extinguisher went and ran out. The goblins stopped and turned and drew their 
icicles and began to come back towards her. I said, all right, snowman, now you're going to get it. And Winella started backing up, but then she tripped and she fell. And for a moment, she thought she was in big trouble. But when she looked up, she saw two things. The first was that the goblins were turning and running again. The second was that she saw what she had tripped over. It was an elf. It was one elf that was behind her feet. But when she looked up, there were about 50 more elves all standing around her, staring at the disappearing goblins. More elves are coming, pouring out of cells as they used the keys to open. The goblins clearly figured that there were far too many elves for them to mess with. The elves did not look particularly happy at having been kept prisoner all that time. Now then, said Ronella, they're going to be back soon. How are we going to get you all out of here? The Santa sleigh can't carry all of you. Don't worry, said the elves. You've got Santa's bag. Yeah, said Ronella. That's all we need, said the elves. They finished freeing themselves, and on the way out of the dungeon, they all grabbed extra icicles. Goblins periodically tried to show up and stop them, but Winella probably had about 150 elves with her at that point, and there were never enough goblins that they figured they'd wanted to mess with them. However, they soon, as Winella was running back to the ice cave, they heard the screech of Frostbite behind them saying, Hey, what? And Winella knew that Frostbite would be coming soon with his magic uh, wand, and that she and the elves were no match for an enraged Frost Fairy. She did not have her magic wand with her. She didn't think there was anything in Santa's bag, although she was rummaging through it frantically as she and the elves poured out of the ice cave. She did find something, and she quickly tossed it at the entrance of the ice cave. Then she dashed up the hill to the sled play and said, how are we going to get out of here? Just hold the bag open, said the elves, and one by one they began diving into the bag. To Anella's surprise, no matter how many elves dove into the bag, it didn't seem any fuller or any heavier, and soon the last elf was diving through. But she heard the screech of frostbite at the cave entrance, but it was the screech of him slipping on the banana peel that she had thrown at the entrance and landing flat on his back. With a quick jerk, Winella pulled the Santa sack closed and then pulled it onto the sleigh, finding it no heavier than it had been when it was empty with no elves in it at all. Then she said, let's go, and the reindeer were off like a shot. Soon they were back at Santa's workshop. Santa was waiting for her at the garage. He said, did you get them? Well, said Winella, I've got good news and I've got bad news. What's the good news, said Santa. I could use some good news. I've got your elves, she said. She pulled the bag open and elves began popping out of it like mad, like popcorn in a bag that had been opened too early. They began running around. Oh, that's great, said Santa. What's the bad news? Frostbite still has the flute, and he's after me. I expect him any minute, said Winella. Like right now, she saw Frostbite approaching with goblins behind him. Ho, 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 said Santa. Winella did not see what he found funny about this situation. But as always, for the first time, 
Since she had arrived, she heard Santa really laughing his real ho-ho-ho, like he should, and it made her feel warm inside. It made her feel like there was nothing to worry about, although she knew that clearly there was. Frostbite had his flute in one hand and his wand in the other, and said, Your elves are mine, Santa. Ho, 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 said Santa. Frostbite put the flute up to his lips and began to play. Santa said, ho, 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 Frostbite, I wish you'd find something better to do with your time. Frostbite was only about three notes in when suddenly he put, took the flute down and he said, you know, this is boring. I'm going to go find something better to do with my time. And he stomped off the goblins close on his heels. And Alice said, wow, that was amazing, Santa. Santa said, I was ready for him this time, Vanilla. Nobody comes to my workshop when I'm ready for him and does anything I don't wish them to do. I'm Santa Claus. And Vanilla said, you to Santa. And she gave him a fist bump. And he said, well, yes, but you, you are the Vanilla. Thank you so much for your help. She said, that's okay, Santa. It was fun. I love ruining Frost Fairy's day. And Santa said, well, I gotta get busy. We've got Christmas catching up to do, and I gotta come up with a really special present for you this year. Wanella grinned. I'll look forward to it, Santa, she said, as she stepped onto the cat's paw highway. Thanks for listening to Stories for Wonderful Children. I created today's show, but questions and running commentary were supplied by my children. The theme music was created by Brandon Thompson, and our wonderful logo was designed by Silas Swindelin. If you know someone who might enjoy the show, please tell them about it. Do you want more stories? You can now subscribe to the show and help pick a new story for me to tell every month. The show's website is storiesforwonderfulchildren.com. Until next time, I'm Dan Wendelin, reminding you to tell someone you love a story.